get with the programming. I am Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And we got to stop taking like week-long breaks between episodes. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, well, well okay, life gets was, in the way. You know, that last week was a big week. Last week was a big week. If you guys didn't listen last week, I don't know why you're listening to us right now. You missed an Dude. entire episode with Dave Castro. Yeah. Which was yeah. amazing. Like, it well, It was super cool. The the best thing about that entire, I think, this is purely my own opinion, but like the best part of that entire podcast was watching him nerd out oh, on man. his own shit. Yeah, like, that, that was that so was the cool. cool. He turned into like a little kid playing with Play-Doh and talking about how he put, and I made this one little arm <laughs> with the white clay and I put the little hand. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was how goofy he got. And it was, it was so incredible to see that because that's what, we do and it's just right, right it's really nice to be i mean we've known dave a long time but it's mm-hmm. really nice to be in that realm because even even when we talk to him we don't normally go to that place with him no we know? i don't think we've ever actually talked programming with him when we hang out in person it's usually just catching no. up or whatever the topic is for the time that we're there with him yeah yeah it was like that that was the coolest part for me i i yeah. i had a blast listening to him and watching him and you know, just being being able to be part of that was super fun. So if yeah, you guys haven't checked that, that was one super out, you gotta fun. check it out. The way he got so giddy when he was describing how he came up with Happy Star. Oh, dude. I it, loved it. That I was love so the fact great. that it was a Carl's Jr. kids meal. <laughs> I know. And he oh, loved that. Yeah. That was that was really cool. And I mean, honestly, it's like the feedback we got on that was was fantastic. Um for us is we just wanted to pull back the curtain a little bit for the CrossFit community and let Dave be himself a little bit when it comes to talking about the programming because what you know what I think is is that you know this is what we talk about this is what we love this is what we nerd out on this is what we excel in is is programming and dissecting it and analyzing it and doing it right. and I thought the coolest part and it was to me it was a, a, a major compliment is that Dave talked to us as if we were just all talking about the same thing he didn't feel like he needed to pull it back or dumb it down and he it, i think he, he felt very comfortable glossary sheet yeah with all the definitions so that about was cool. whatever like he knew that we were going to be right in the mix there with him and that was that was cool yeah it was really it was cool really and um you know those that have heard it and it's a lot of you <laughs> yeah i think we're uh, approaching i want to say god this is double the amount of downloads we've ever had on a single episode i mean it's dave castro talking about how he programmed the cross the games who doesn't want to hear about that so if you guys didn't hear that go back and listen go back and find it um and then when we put it on youtube that was even even more than that if you would just want to see if you want to see dave get giddy and i i've never seen him smile so much in my life during that (laughs) (laughs) whole uh whole interview so that was really fun that was really fun yeah, that was a really, really good time. Um, and it was funny. It, and you, if you just heard it, it would be in your best interest to go and watch the YouTube version of that just to see to see how he gets into his explanations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to hear the voice and, 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 you know, well, that's Dave Castro's voice and hear all that. But to see him actually, it was so different than his open announcements and all that right. kind of stuff. It was like, it wasn't the show anymore. It yeah. was, yeah, that's a good, get yeah, that's a good way to put it. And let me, I'm going to, I'm going to pour it all out for you and show and how was I doing? And I was picking, yeah. and he's, you know, manually, <laughs> you know, moving his hands around, like he's picking little pieces to you know, put together. It was, it was awesome. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what was really neat is 
obviously the feedback that we got. Um, Morning Chalkup just posted. Um, they did. They wrote an article on it this morning. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it just came through because I was on Instagram. I was like, it was so random because you know I'm we're aware of you know our social metrics and what's going on. And I opened up Instagram this morning. I was like, how do we just get fifty followers out of nowhere? <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. I was like, no one talked about us or did that. And then I got the email. I was like, oh, Morning Chalk did yes, an entire they did, talk about they, they did an entire write up. And if you guys go to Morning Chalk up and look at that, they did a good job of dissecting the interview. One thing I didn't even realize is that this was Dave's first interview after the CrossFit Games. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even register. I was just like, "Hey, we just want to talk about wow. the programming." So, that was really neat. So, we do uh, we really do appreciate the the support that you guys gave us by listening to that episode. Again, if you haven't heard it and you're listening to this, we'll be analyzing the programming that Dave talked about programming in the previous right. episode. <laughs> so, what last episode was about was about how the programming came to be, how it manifested, how it was changed, tweaked, and how Dave really put all the pieces together. And in this one is basically how we started this entire podcast is we're just going to analyze the programming after the fact, after he programmed it, after the athletes took the test, and now we'll analyze the test itself. But um, that was really cool. And again, thank you guys for all the support. Thank you for following us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you guys want to support the show more than you already do, if you want to support us financially for $6 a month, just skip that Starbucks cup of coffee and make your own and support the show for 6 bucks. You go to patreon.com, go to uh, backslash get with the programming. We uh, give you guys a free programmed workout weekly along with a video explanation and modifications of what the stimulus and the, the purpose of the workout is going to be. We selected our free weekly month winners last week. We will pick our new one coming up next week. And it's just been really fun to give back. And the most yeah. exciting part is we just got a little piece. We've, we've been teasing logos. We've been teasing a programmatron design. And we got one little piece of it a couple of days ago. And I'm really excited about what it looked like. It was just the word programmatron. But the way it was constructed, I was like, yes. <laughs> that's that's in the vein. That's in the vein of what we're thinking about. And then uh, the guy that's doing the design showed me some rough sketches. I was like, oh, oh, I can't wait to show Bill. Oh, man. Been, well, I haven't seen him yet. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's completely from scratch. So this is – I'm. he's really – he said it's the most exciting project he's ever worked on. Really? Why? I don't know. He just, uh, because we've given him so much freedom, I was like, here's what the idea is. And then you just use your creative genius. It'd be like if someone went up to you and was like, hey, Bill, I need three workouts. Here are the movements. Here are the um, pieces of equipment. Program it. You're like, hell yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, so he's really enjoying it. And so we're really excited to get that out to you guys for supporting us. And I said, skip that cup of coffee, but keep making your own coffee. But what you put in that <laughs> coffee is very specific. And you got to put in some Bubs Naturals, that MCT oil powder, and that collagen protein. We're recording this episode, what is it, Friday? It's noon my time. Yeah. What, 10, well, it's, I guess 10. 1230. I've already had my Bubs, so I'm sipping on water and other various things. I'm on things. my second cup of Bubs because I had oh. to coach the early classes. Oh. So this is second cup of Bubs right here. Oh, double Bub. That's all right. I'm not afraid. I'm nah. not afraid. Yeah. I double Bub my double coffee. Ooh. That's right. Dang. I already did that because 
<laughs> again, I coach the early one, but we have a two-hour difference between the two of us. So right. We, <laughs> um, hey, before we get into this, Bill, it's been a week since we've recorded an episode. We we talked to Dave last Thursday. Um, how's it going, man? <laughs> I heard Dude, you're uh, you're going let back me just to say some this real crap. fast. Um, so. I don't know where you're listening to this, but COVID is obviously back in everyone's face again. And we, like our gym, we got bumped outside. We are now, California's back, or at least our county. I think it was 40 counties is what I last heard. Maybe it's more than that now, but uh, are at the purple tier. However, they came up with the colors. I'm not really sure, but what does the color that's mean? supposed to be the bad one. Oh, okay. Um, Purple's so we the went, bad one. We went, ba- we went backwards a step. Oh, sweet. Um, and... It's fine. I mean, we're back outside, whatever, at least, you know, for the most part, it's not too bad as far as weather wise. I, I mean, I f- really feel for the, the gyms that have like snow and a lot of rain. Um, I thought we were going to be fine. And then literally the first day we had it, we got rain in the morning. Oh, and I was great. like, God dang it. So, but you know, we were able to make through it. And then they also, you know, they our governor levied a curfew, um, a curfew. Yeah, they said basically no non-essential travel or anything between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. <laughs> it's so dumb. <sighs> so dumb. I mean, like, I get it. Like, okay, we want to crush the curve and we want to take care of all that stuff. I get it. But uh, I, I tell you what, it makes it, Our it, gym makes still it very deemed... hard to try to follow the mm. rules when the yeah. rules make there's just zero consistency. Right. So. We just do what we can and is, is what I can do, at least, you know, with our people and with, with my business and stuff with the gym, um, is be as responsible as we can. We're still wearing masks. We're still taking temperatures. We're still sanitizing hands. The same shit we've um, been doing since March. I, I know. Exactly. But, I mean, I, you know, we're a, we are a health and fitness facility. Right. So I think that we would be doing a disservice if we didn't do what we could to try to be as responsible about it. I mean, I, I get that. To, to, yeah. to sit there and say, Hey, screw you guys. We're going to do what we do. I, I think that that's the wrong message. Um, but to also shut down and say that everything is completely, no. uh, you know, a hazard. I think that's wrong too. So we are, we're, we're doing everything we can to find that middle ground so that we can accommodate everyone on every end of the spectrum as well as still stay open as well as still be able to keep our people fit and healthy as well as be able to you know follow the precautions and etc cetera, etc cetera. so Jeez. what a pain in the ass is all i have to say dude that sucks but, man they've they've yeah. whispered that in texas <clears throat> but, but <laughs> how a gym cannot be described as essential in a time of a pandemic which attacks and kills either those with underlying health issues, chronic disease, or just the weakened immune system, or or just an overall person, where this is a preventative measure beyond any vaccine or medication you could possibly take is just being a healthy, stronger individual, blows my effing mind. I know. No one ever said that, if you were fit and healthy, that you couldn't get the virus, or couldn't it die it from it. Like shit happens. Shit happens to everybody. Like there are right. weird things. Like nobody understands this. Healthy people have 
responded to this negatively, like have died, have have their lives permanently altered. But at the same time, is like you can't judge the overall outcome based off outliers. I know, and and, that's and exactly, obviously one they are outliers. One life lost when you could have prevented it is is inexcusable. Yeah, but at the same well, time, it's like look at the reality. Of the situation is like the whole purpose of this. Of, of any type of, not even just CrossFit, any gym, just to get healthier. Yeah. To hedge against sickness, to create this life buffer to where if you do get, God forbid, any disease or virus or cancer or pneumonia or the flu, to build yourself <laughs> this body and immune system to at least fight this. Well... Dude, and think about like I'm this is the I'm classic example of the um, sickness, wellness, fitness yes. curve yes. continuum. Like it is, it is the this is the most poignant thing we can have, the most poignant example you could possibly have. Yes, is that you have to if you are fit, you can't go from fit to sick. Maybe we should just do you have a that whole episode buffer on that. of wellness all the way through, and that's. You know, and you have that. We we've had. I mean, you know, Chris Spieler got he him and his family they, yes. way back in the beginning. They got they got it. Uh, they got COVID. Asian Conway, his whole family they, got it. Dude, I mean, like they and they handled it. You know, yes, yes they got it, but they handled it. Some people and they haven't had that because their body had right. that ability to be healthy, and and yeah. so, you know, like I I get it. I just wish that I wish that that there was a way instead of just trying to put these weird band-aids of like oh shut these things down yeah. how about this okay instead of shutting it say these are the things you have to have in place for you to operate you yeah. have to whether it's mass whether it's distance apart right. whether it's you know a certain amount of, of airflow I, I saw i saw a study actually or a uh, an article that talked about oh I saw that virginia gym yeah where the trainer yeah. had covid and they thought there was like 50 people that they came in contact with. None of them got it because yeah. of the ventilation system that they had. And they were looking at like, and CO, they were uh, super spaced apart and they, you know, they were doing yeah. the right things the right way. now that isn't a foolproof plan, but it's a hell of a lot better than just saying, screw it. We're not totally. going to do it or shutting it down. Like neither one of those options is acceptable. Exactly. So take you some personal ground, effing responsibility. Open yes. Thank keep you. Keep them responsible. Oh so. gosh. All right. We're not here to talk about that. No. Jesus, oh man. man. I, although I, I would like to do a whole little episode on that sickness, wellness, fitness continuum as being the whole precipice of why gyms are essential to begin with. Yes. God. Maybe we'll do that later. But. Okay. For those of you guys listening to this episode, I know you guys aren't here for the soapbox rants. But however, <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> well, here's the thing: the like it, uh, it affects us. Listen, we're here to talk about CrossFit, here to talk about programming and analyzing. That's fun for us. This is a fun podcast, and we enjoy what we do. At the same time, is that you're an affiliate owner, I'm an affiliate owner. There's 15,000 other affiliates around the world that are greatly affected by this, and that 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 hits us on a personal level because yeah. of the idiocracy of either the way society is handling this or the way the powers that be are forcing us to handle certain situations when there could be an alternative solution that no one's really taking the time to look for. So we get a little heated about it. Okay. I'm good. I'm done. You good? Next. Okay. Next. All right. Move hey, on. let's talk about some programming, ah, programming specifically stuff. the 2020 Reebok CrossFit games. Dave Cash was on our podcast earlier where we talked um, to him on how he constructed it. 
And what we want to do is once we, what was nice is to hear that. And so we actually, I think we have a better platform to analyze the programming now that we've heard of how it was constructed. Oh, and it, yeah. might ch it actually changed a couple of my point of views on some of the events uh, on how it was put together and how it unfolded in person because we, you know, we got to see it live, it go down. We had some assumptions coming in that I feel like got debunked for the most part coming out. So it was really cool. But, you know, we'll, we'll go event by event, see what we come up with, how it all shakes out in the end, and we'll give our kind of analysis and determination of how we thought the test was overall when it's all said and done. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Well, let's start with event number one, the 2007. We kept calling it. Re I feel it's just called Reload. Yeah, 2007 Reload. And we kept saying Reloaded. I think everybody but I think says everyone it. Was saying reloaded. <laughs> everyone was saying Reloaded. 2007 Reload, reloaded. and what it was is a 1500 meter row, five rounds of 10 bar muscle ups, and seven shoulder to overhead. The men's mate weight was 235. The women's weight was 145. Now, when we saw the event initially posted, we thought the, the women's weight was very light relative to the men's. And if you looked at it on paper relative to other events we've had that had a shoulder overhead, the one we specifically mentioned was Heavy DT from the 2015 CrossFit Games. Right, right. Where the men's weight was 205, but the women's weight was 145. Yeah. Well, now the men's weight's 235, and the weight didn't go up on the women's side. And it was only one more repetition than it was when they did it in 2015. However, once we saw the event take place, we realized like, oh, okay, maybe that weight was appropriate because Dave tested it multiple times with multiple people. And that was the weight that they decided that fit best for this particular event. It's hard to match event by event unless it's the same one. Right. And, and I know that, you know, immediately that women's weight was something that raised an eyebrow for both of us. I mean, you, you well, were the for first one everybody, like, what though. the hell <laughs> I was, I did. is this? You know, I mean, you got a little heated on it for sure. Um, and I, what I think is what we saw and the reason we felt like it was, oh, well, maybe, okay, maybe that was the right weight. Because as we're watching the women go, especially, the fact that you have Brooke Wells failing reps, the fact that you have Catherine, you know, struggling Tia. with that, the fact that you have uh, Carrie Pierce struggling with the weight up overhead made you go, oh, okay, so that weight, there, yeah. there, there is that component where you have that compounding effect of those reps. I, I, but what I'm curious about is, even though Dave did a bunch of testing, and as he said he, that he learned in the, you know, from mm -hmm. past years, is you don't test with one person, you want to get kind of a gamut. So you want to get people right. that are known for their strength stuff, known for the gymnastic stuff, known for just being general good uh, crossfitters, and then get an average out of that. Um, because I, when I look at the, especially on the women's side, this is where I mostly saw this. How is it, T, you know Tia was going to be up in the front. Yeah. But the fact that Haley Adams right. didn't struggle with the weight. And she's not the strong one out there. Yeah, she did great on the gymnastic part of it with the bar muscle-ups, but she handled the weight unbelievably better than I think she should have. Yeah, I was going to say. Compared to the other women that were in that field. And compared to what we know of Haley's strengths and weaknesses coming in. Which, made, which would have made me say, no, the 145 is too light. Right. But then all of a sudden you look at the next, I mean, strong woman when it comes to our, our strength athletes in Brooke Wells, and she's struggling with that weight. 
And I was just, I was shocked by that. Yeah. I, I, it ended up being, especially for the field, uh, the correct weights for sure on the guy's side and on the women's side. Yes. Um, everyone, everyone, I think the appropriate level, I think the idea, the intent was I want these seven to just be able to get unbroken. Right. Right. You know, so it'll lull you into, I need to, I, I'm at six. I need to get this next one. I mean, that pushed Tia to the limit, right? She failed yeah. her last rep of the whole event. Same thing for yeah. Matt. Matt did too. <laughs> Same thing for Matt. Each other the whole I time. Know, that was weird. <laughs> that was really where I was like, okay, what's happening? That plan? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I liked the event. I thought for, you know, the 2007 being the very first event of the CrossFit Games ever coming out of the hopper. This was a good step up. A different test really com- altogether. It's it's not really comparative. It's like, oh, this is the big brother of it. It's like, this is just different. No, it's different. It's it's got the similar. It's got the skeleton of yes, the, yes. You know, the remnants of the the original, which I think is cool. I think it's a great homage to do. And again, we're at the we're at the ranch. We're in a unique situation, so make something like that that has that homage to it. Mm-hmm. Again, you're right. It's a different test, but I think that you know after watching it play out, I like the way it was set up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I really like the way it was set up, and. Everyone, I think, was looking at the weights, but those weights, they eventually, y- you kind of don't all see out. 50 bar muscle ups in there, guys. <laughs> right. Like, like it's kind of <laughs> hidden in there, you know? It's so like, you know what? I didn't think about that until you just said it. 145. <laughs> oh, and 50 bar muscle ups. I didn't even so put that I, I think together. It was great. I think it was great. I didn't even think about that until you just said it. Um, okay, so as <laughs> as we analyze the programming as we go through, we're using the Level 2 Training Guide Programming Analysis Worksheet. Now, this isn't the end-all, be-all. This is just a means to an end. It kind of it keeps us on track as we go through. What we'll do is after every event, we'll talk about the, the nuts and bolts in terms of the programming itself. So we had a gymnastics, which is a, the bar muscle-up. Weightlifting, heavy. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that got heavy, and then a monostructural with the row. This is a time frame. Is uh, there's the eleven and tw- eleven to twenty minute range. So there's short, medium, long, and then extra long is kind of the <laughs> the categories. Anything <laughs> over twenty minutes, they they consider extra long. Rep scheme medium between fifty to two hundred reps. I know it's a big range, but that's the range that they use. It's a triplet. There's three different movements. Um, gymnastics, we had that pulling with the bar muscle up, and then we had pushing with the weightlifting, and then again we had the row. So as we go from there, Matt Fraser wins, time of 13.07. And on the women's side, what was the – is Tia Claire Toomey. Yeah. And her time – I have it right here – 12.47. Was Matt's time – I heard a stat – the same winning time from 2007? Yeah. That 13.07? Yeah, the exact same time. That is creepy. Dude, it's like, That's the, I'm weird. telling you, man, it's like that they were the 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 ranch ghosts were hanging out. The Aromas <laughs> Ranch ghosts were floating around. And it's really weird because, I mean, there really aren't any ghosts yet, which is a good thing. Right, right. But, um, but the spirits, the, the energies are floating around, and that was the weirdest thing to do in that event. You get the exact same winning that was wild. time. That was wild. Creepy. All right, so we moved from event one to event two. We're still at the uh, ranch in Aromas, and we have the hill sprint. Now, the 
famous hill sprint of 2009. We talked to Dave about it. I was actually surprised to hear him say that he didn't want to repeat it at any yeah, point in like time. Yeah, like he's uh, like adamantly yeah, against like, repeating no. it, which is like, strange. That was that was almost if if you could pull the audience of fans and those that talk about like, you know us uh, talking about fitness, anybody else like we were like if you reprogram any event, we want it to be the hill sprint. And Dave was like, <laughs> hell no, I didn't want to repeat that one. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm very surprised to hear that. So what it was was just basically a, a almost a 400-meter hill sprint with a corn sack, 50 pounds to the men. What was it, 30? 30 for the women. 30 yeah. for the women. So longer distance, lighter weight, and just a grunt work sprint up the hill. Tia wins at 305, and then Matt won again. Was his time two fifty one? Then when you look at this, there's you you get lost in some of the technical details a lot when you do things like weighted sprints or rucks or even a weight vested movement or a sled push. Is that yes? There's a massive monostructural element to this, but at the same time, there's also a weightlifting element just by definition of CrossFit's programming the way things are defined. Weightlifting is moving an object or moving your body ex with an external load, which by definition is what this corn sack sprint is. You could say it is a weightlifting movement. However, to say it doesn't fall in the monostructural category, I think is also a disservice. I, I see this as more of a hybrid style movement. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I what I think is... What I think is so great about this, and and you know, we talked about this even when, like with Dave was, like with the Happy Star, this is one that like you can get the idea, right? And you can mimic the the pieces of the event, but the only people who get to do this event are the people that did that event there. Yeah. I mean, you you might have a hill, you might have a corn sack, you might have a dirt road, a, a, <laughs> an asphalted road. I mean, it's it's a it's a do work, yeah, workout, a do work event, and I I, I like those a lot because yeah. I think that you know all these athletes are so programmed to know exactly what the rep set would be and where they would break it up and you know how they grab the bar here and how they can shorten up the range of movement here and or the range of motion here and. How, you know, what are the times to make the breaks? This one, it's, you don't have any of that. Grab no. this object, go from here, go to there, ready and go. Yeah. And I, anytime you program something like that, I mean, from, for the most part, I haven't seen too many that I don't like mm -hmm. that are like that. Um, right. And I, I agree I, I with you. this was a good one. I agree. Uh, Again, a nice homage, not yes. a repeat, but an homage. Tip of the cap to you, sir. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Um, so when we look at the, the worksheet, it's a, I put this as a light weightlifting and monostructural movement, even though it's a single modality, I gave it both its due. Yeah. I don't say monostructural, like monostructural isn't just running is running is running. There's various forms of running, just like there's various forms of biking. So for this one, it's a sub five minute endeavor. It's a low rep scheme. It's not really applicable because there weren't exactly reps, but being at just one dead sprint, I consider that low. Yeah. Single modality and an odd object 
again, weightlifting category with some monostructural in there. So those are your first two. And then we move from the ranch to Morgan Hill. I won't say hills. I say that wrong basically the entire podcast until Dave called me out on it. I was like, damn it. And we moved to the CrossFit total. This is the third time. This is our first three-peat event. We've done... Yeah. 2007 twice, but then we modified it for the third try here. This is the first time we've repeated the same event three times. And, you know, we asked Dave, like, did you think about doing a different total? I think most people wanted to see something different. And in the end, he just decided, like, listen, we're going to test brute strength. We're not going to get cute. Again, we're focused on the test itself and not trying to appease the eye or the desires of the CrossFit community as a whole. And... I, I, I'll be the first to admit, when I saw that, I was like, dumb. Doing it again? <laughs> dumb. I, I you know? said the and, same thing. And, I mean, like, I would have liked to have seen the new total. You know, I think that that would have been fun to see. But when he gave his – I, I like the way that he gave his explanation about why to do it. And it was, if you're looking for strength, boom, here it is. Like, yeah. like Just like you said, you don't have to get pretty with it. You don't have to get cute with it. Um, and to – to say that it's not applicable is like saying that Fran is not applicable or, right, right. oh, you're doing squats. That's not applicable to your training. It's completely applicable. Oh, it's 100% applicable. So it's like, all right. I get it. Yeah. I, 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 all right. I guess we're doing the total. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to see the new total as well. And even after Dave explained it, I was like, listen, I get it. I understand it. I still would have liked oh, to have seen totally. the new one. And the new total is... Overhead squat, um, bench press, and a clean. Clean. Is that, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken. And I, uh, they programmed which, it on dot com. Like what, a week prior I would do to the way games. better at the, no to at the new total than I would at the old total. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I would be good at one of the three instead of none of the three. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's a lie. I have a pretty good strict press. I can strict press body I weight. I cannot. I got a 205 you know pounds. But hey, press. I, I will say this. I can strict press more than Justin Medeiros can. <laughs> so, so when I saw that go down, I was like, dang, he can squat a lot. Dang, he can deadlift a lot. Wait, what? Like, What's, What's happening? A, no. Uh, <laughs> I could be at the CrossFit Games. Uh, what the heck? It's, it's not often you get one. Do one. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they had the CrossFit total. When you look at that as a whole, there's three heavy weightlifting movements consider this a heavy day so there's a, a sprint day there's a, a, a i said there's a short medium long and then extra long heavy day is the fourth component of that so it's not for time it's just forever right right, right. um the it's a single modality there's just weight it's just pure weightlifting um just like the sandbag sprint was just a single modality it's just one thing go and the movements, again, you had a heavy squat, heavy pull, then a heavy press. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey Adler wins. We, I mean, this has been belabored a lot. He uh, Seven pounds over Matt Fraser. I do believe Matt could have lift, deadlifted eight more pounds if he was aware that that needed to happen, but he was not. And then Tia Toomey. Wins by six pounds over Brooke Wells. And that's Tia's third consecutive win on the day. And if you look back through stage one, I believe that was her... 
One, two. That was her fifth consecutive if you put them together. I don't really put them together. Crazy. but crazy. Still, yeah, it, it was a crazy weekend back and forth between those two. Uh, but the day is not over. We still have two more events to go, and we move from single modality sprint monostructural to single modality heavy lift to a single modality gymnastic. And it was just a straight shot, 100-yard handstand walk. And again, this was teased prior. We saw this uh, clip. I think it was Christy Aramo. It was, it was just a picture. Yeah. She's inverted. She's wearing gloves. She's like, what do you think the event is? And we're like, oh, let's think of all these extravagant ways to introduce handstand walking into the CrossFit Games. After Dave said, we've tested handstand walking enough, and we did a handstand hold in stage one. And then it was just a 100-yard sprint on your hands. It's like, oh, shit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> again, another one of those, as he said, is that, we take the cuteness in the show away, and we just apply the test to the athletes to see how they would handle it. Yeah. And I wasn't – I mean, I, it was – I will say this. It was enjoyable to watch because it was pretty exciting. Um, yes. There were some people that did better than I thought that they would. There were athletes that did worse than I thought that they should. So it was interesting to see that battle, the, the fact that we got to see the – the fact that there was the, and I'm I'm surprised that Dave didn't see the loophole on it, but the the strategy yeah. that happened with uh, with Justin versus Matt, um, I, I thought that was interesting that we could have that to watch. I thought that that was really really cool. So I, on a spectator level, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I I I still to this day like I'm not overjoyed with the idea of having the handstand sprint after all the things we've done <laughs> yeah. after everything we've done yeah yeah we go back to that it was like i i i wouldn't say that that was a spectacular test i thought i thought it, like i said it was great to watch it adds to the when you're looking at the whole thing and yes we did single modality single modality single modality but i i still think i would have liked to have seen another yeah. element of a gymnastic not even handstands i mean but it was fun to watch think of what we've had so far we basically had the hopper workout retooled for event number one we did weightlifting monostructural and gymnastics and then over the next three events going on to the fifth one that's coming up is that we've isolated those key pieces we've done monostructural not pure monostructural just yet um, we did a odd object single modality i don't know if this is this might fall more on the spectrum of the um Oh, what am I? Uh, I'm losing my train train of thought. The three oh metabolic pathways. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Just a pure lactic acid sprint, right? You hit that one curve, and then we went weightlifting, pure weightlifting for strength, and then we went gymnastics, pure handstand walk. So we've touched all those bases. Now with the handstand walk, again, it's just gymnastics only. It's a single modality event it's a sub five minute event which is on the low end based off this sheet gymnastics it's a press we've already done a gymnastics pull so now we consider handstand walking a gymnastics press uh matt fraser wins at a time of 120 
so fast. 120. I don't think I could bear crawl a 120. And then Brooke <laughs> Wells hits a 121. And I know I definitely can't walk on my hands in a 120 because I tested this event after we found out what it was. And it took me like five and a half minutes. And I was doing the Justin Madero's five yards at a time, except he beat me by four and a half minutes doing that. Oh, and I should have worn gloves. My hands were so messed up after that. Well, you 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 made the biggest deal about that too. And you're like, look at my hands; they're all red. And then I remember asking Dan because we saw Danielle Brandon. Or, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We saw Danielle do it, and it was like, hey, did that bother your hands at all? And she's like, no, no. What's up? It's like nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Not. I don't. I'm not. <laughs> hey, you know, I wonder. If, I'm not. I a... wonder. <laughs> I wonder if on the reload, if he, if Dave didn't put in bar muscle ups if we would have seen remember how we were talking about like i could see there being the gymnastic piece being a oh um, max effort bar muscle up or max effort ring muscle up or max in three minutes or something like that i wonder if that wasn't in there on the reload if there would have been something to have that because i think if atalanta big deal i know i I think if atalanta wasn't programmed already yeah, yeah, that yeah, would right. have been in Pull there, ups. but you know, he said that a lot. He's like, we had a lot of different variations of these events, like pegboards and and, yeah. and doing pull ups or chest to bar, maybe um, in lieu of bar muscle ups, but keeping the twenty five. But that he had yeah. said is that because of what was coming up, you know, yeah, he was making a conscious effort not to to overdo it um, with that. But I agree, is that that was one of those things that would have been neat to see, and I think it would have been a cool test. It's like, hey, f- five minutes max bar muscle ups. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that get real dangerous. Though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. All right. So we close out day number one with, I'm going to say this is my favorite event of the weekend just because of the tests and challenges within the event itself. There were so many different pieces to this aside from just a trail run. Um, and it is the trail run. And, I, you know, if you haven't watched already, what have you been doing? But spoiler alert, (laughs) it was a basically a three mile loop around. And then once you got to the, quote, finish line, Dave surprised all the athletes and said, turn around and go back, which was second to finding out that Darth Vader was Luke's father is one of the best twists in (laughs) modern American history. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Although I did love the twist. Um, oh, you know what? Why has Fluffy Duck not oh. had that word? Well, he no! did do he did do one episode. Um, what did he do? He he did one where he pretended to be Dave. And he's oh, like, he go did do back. That one. Yeah, that's right. Dude, I, I can't remember. Oh, we had, we had Chris Farley. Farley oh yes, gosh, that Chris Farley oh, skit man. when it they so it good. was the coffee but he crystals. Totally could have had the Star Wars one on that. Well, he's where still he got shows time. Dave pointing to go around, and then all of a sudden Luke hanging there. No, <laughs> that's impossible. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. Well, all right, Fluffy, you better be listening because you have until Monday. Because <laughs> if you don't, I can make these videos too. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe oh, we'll, we'll make that again. That um, event, that event was so great. It was so great. I just think I, I still to this to this moment. I I love the event on paper, unreal. Uh, I love what it's testing, um, but it didn't do that for everyone. And I wish that there would have been a way to make it so that no matter where you were on the course, 
you were going to get that same feeling. Oh, of, you mean because they? I'm shocked. Got it. Yeah, got because it. only okay. the I only ones it. that really truly got it, who really got it, yeah, were Matt and Justin. Yeah, everybody else because they have everybody on the on the course. You mean because they backtracked where yes. the athletes are coming from as opposed to take a new course so the athletes didn't see or or get a yes. notion of take something a new course is or make it so that they're out of the way they okay. don't see that the, it, another hill or something so they get out of the way of that one hill um something so that every single person gets the same slap to the face yeah. because once everyone saw him coming back around and coming back up the hill i know that everyone's like yeah well yeah, i thought they were coming up to congratulate us or whatever but whether they think that that's what it is or not, right? You're not racing to the finish line like you were a second ago. And the more and more athletes that you like, you know, the athletes that were way in the back, if once they saw that, they're like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah. I guess that's not the finish line down there." That's fair. So you have time to process all that. Not, yeah. it's in your face. That would have been changed. cool. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, and so, and again, that I has love nothing idea. to do with the event. That's just like this would have been fun to yeah. see that's it i mean and, and again like that it you know when we're analyzing the programming of it i mean you, you can analyze yeah that has nothing to do the with intent the program is not how it turned out necessarily right, right. yeah and I, I, the intent of what it was was awesome yeah awesome. And, and the and you know even though you you saw an athlete running by you're like oh something's up it didn't yeah. affect the programming just the, no, no, the no, way no, the no. athletes did it, it affected I, but it affected the outcome even without that, e. Katrin. true. E even without that twist, this trail run course was amazing. Oh man, it was yeah. brutal. It was no doubt. Yeah, it was no joke. To like see the, athletes the, the crawling the on their hands and feet yeah. or sliding down on their butt shows you how hard this course was. So it goes beyond just aerobic capacity. Yeah, you know, and we said this when we analyzed the 2007 trail run. You know, we looked at you had you know you needed stamina you needed strength you you needed balance and coordination for crying out loud to navigate the terrain so the terrain how many, itself how many times did Haley twist her ankle on the way oh down? god you after she already mean? did it before she even came in my goodness did you see that picture <laughs> yeah i know did you see that picture that she posted so nuts by the so way nuts. shout out to Haley adams who didn't say shit about that until two weeks after the games yeah Oh, the by the way, I blew my ankle out on a trail run, uh, what, two weeks before the CrossFit Games? Yeah. And she didn't say anything the entire weekend. Yeah. And then waited two more weeks afterwards. Like, not, not the day of, not the day after, not during. She waited two weeks so that it could all die down. It's like, oh, by the way, I basically dislocated my foot off of my body like that photo i actually so i screamed gross. i screamed i was like i screamed out loud when i scrolled over and saw that if i see the bottom of your shoe and you're still standing my god that was unreal so Haley adams i thought you were yeah, nails girl, after the games badass you yeah. are you're so badass badass what was badass was matt fraser's performance because Matt Fraser went out first and came back first, and no one, no one did that. In testing, they tested this multiple times. No one was first and first, and Matt was. Tia was first and third. Katrin ended up getting the win overall. But in, for one of the more impressive things I've ever seen Matt do, this was definitely in the top. I... 
it's amazing how everybody it was almost a joke like they they ran this race they ran the test a handful of times mm -hmm. and it was almost a joke to be like oh watch what we're going to do to whoever wins i mean yeah yeah it yeah whoever, it was saxon or whether it's um uh chandler whoever ends up you know doing it they if you win the the first race your ass is dust yeah on the way back like you, it was almost like, a you, foregone you conclusion drain you saw the soul drain out of these people yes when they're told they have to go back again and the fact that like matt flipped dave off which is hilarious. once he got over that it was like okay and the dude just hammered yeah and the way he was able to finish on that last downhill and the way i mean like he justin hung with that dude for so long and then just couldn't do yeah. it anymore so your long pause made me feel like you weren't agreeing with me for a second <laughs> oh no i was no it i was, was like come was on just... bill i thought we were on the same page here well i mean i didn't think <laughs> i i don't think it was one of the greatest things i've ever seen matt do it was just it was just so it's so incredible because like now like I mean, what have you seen there him do isn't better? anything that guy i mean in the sean woodland <laughs> what can't this guy do that's yes. what i was saying it's like you could put checkers as an event yeah that's and he's true. gonna end up beating everyone in like three moves <laughs> like that's a, like that's almost to the point where we are so to see him win wasn't was amazing it was just it was incredible that he was able to do that so well when in every testing scenario yes that person got their ass handed to him if the, if you won yes that's nuts it was it was incredible i'll keep that in one of my top Fraser performances, I think it was only overshadowed because of how easy it looked. Because I, we I just saw, think it's, I think it's amazing talking, you know, we, and we said this in our other, in our other uh, podcast with Dave, the fact that uh, Justin and Matt agreed, right. Hey, let's just hang. And then the last <laughs> hill it's yeah. on. Yeah. And Justin did everything he could to quote unquote hang at casually their cruising pace <laughs> yeah, let's just cruise because we're ahead of everybody let's just cruise and he's like and, and what the cruise smoked yeah justin and then all of a sudden matt's like okay now it's time to race and justin was like, i've been doing it for the last three miles yeah what are you now. talking about i've been racing since the Bye. turnaround bro <laughs> yeah I think, when, I think that's i think that's nuts the yeah. fact that he has he's got that gear man he's got that extra gear for sure so then i'll close out day number one this is the fifth event of the day uh this is Straight up monostructural. Again, little different than just a classic 5K on a flat road and just getting through this. Like the trail is just a little it's a, different. It's a lot different. It's it's just Dang, a dude. it's a monster, monster, yeah. monster event. You're talking about what over six miles of beast hills and rough terrains, and it, it was it was gnarly. So you you close out day number one with four single modality tests back to back to back to back. All different styles of tests, but that does skew some of the numbers when we look at the end, right? It's like, oh, how many single modality tests he had? It's like, well, we had a lot more than the relative to the other few. However, again, the numbers don't tell the story. It just helps paint a little picture or outline right. what we're doing. So that finishes day number one. If we move into day number two, and it is the Toes to Bar Kettlebell Lunge. This got a lot of attention, too, I would say maybe on a negative side because people looked at it as it was if it was too easy or not cool looking and why is this one on cbs and i thought i'll admit i thought the same thing i had reservations and i had questions and some concerns and then once it took place live 
I backtracked as fast as I could and said, hey, this is really fun to watch and a good test. <laughs> well, and, and you know, we when we talked about that, just like with the handstand walk, I think that there's an element of what does it look like and is it showcasing whatever it is that we're trying to showcase. And um, it was fun to watch. It was very exciting to watch. So, uh, and I think this was the, this was the, event that that when you were discussing this with dave the fact that like it doesn't look exciting on paper and dave's like i want the race to be exciting yep, that was a great i don't great want the letters answer. in the the text on paper to be exciting i want the race to be exciting let these athletes make it exciting yeah. and i think if you look purely on the program side of what it is it does lend itself to be a all right you have to go unbroken and you have to ride that red line to the limit. So like you, you got just that and yeah. you know, toes to bar, there's your midline there. Then you have the kettlebell lunge. There's your midline. And you could see the athletes really starting to break down as they're going through, as they're into that last round. We saw that mm -hmm. with Noah. We saw that with Catherine where they were pushing that limit in the second they jumped over into the red the wheels, wheels started like quivering and shaking <laughs> yeah. off you know yeah. they started kind of running into the sidewalls yeah. as they're yeah. making that turn you know um so as far as the way it's programmed i think it's i think it's awesome it it lends itself to i want these guys to push and i want them to go all out not yes. a not you know and there are there'll be people that will talk about the strategy part about like where do you put the kettlebells and all that I kind mean, of stuff whatever. but like if you look at what the race is and what the event is it's awesome yeah. I, I mean, it's awesome. And, you know, we didn't say this right off the bat, but it was 30, 20, 10 toes to bar and kettlebell walking lunges with 70s in each hand and 53s in each hand. And the the cool part was, as well as, was Rogue's setup. They had three different A-frame rigs. And, you know, rig one is where they started their 30 toes to bar. And then rig two was 30 yards away where they did their 20. And then rig three was 20 yards away where they did their 10 and then 10 yards to the finish. So yeah. the 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 race unfolded really well. And I, I believe that also helped force the intensity, right? And just like I said, you have, you have to, if you want to win this, right, you have to go unbroken. Yeah. You have to go way faster than you want to. And then the way it's set up, it lends itself to such a way you can see the race unfold in front of your face. Cause if it was a lunge down and back too much would get lost in the weeds, even though you can I still agree. kind of see what's going on between the athletes. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, Noah jumps out to this huge lead and then Matt runs him down or Catchin runs out to this lead and Tia runs her down. It, it was one of those events that yes, this is a very simple event to understand and see, right? It's toes to bar. That's nothing to these athletes. It's a kettlebell walking lunge. Even though it's a heavy weight, it's still nothing to these athletes. Well, guess what? That makes it so much worse for these athletes. <laughs> yeah. Because now exactly. they have to go to a place that they don't really know what's going to happen. Because no one's ever done this event before. You might have gotten close, but it's like Fran is like, yes, your pull and then your push and your legs, you get this nasty just brutal sense but like now it's like it's pull and then you're holding on to kettlebells and your core is smoked as you said from toes to bar now your core is even more smoked from kettlebell lunges so it's this full body i tried this i did it with ghd sit-ups not toes to bar because i couldn't hang from the pull-up bar for a little while and that was a stupid idea because my legs got even more blown out because of the damn ghd sit-ups and i was like i can't imagine doing this with toes to bar but what it was I, what uh, I really simple like but is, awesome 
especially it being on CBS, is anyone that is not in our CrossFit space could watch that and be like, oh, these guys think they're that bad. These girls think they're that bad. I'll show these guys. They can go ahead and hop <laughs> and try this. It's Because anyone can try this. Yes. We programmed it will for see the gym. exactly what this was. This and event wrecked my I, gym I, members. I think that's what's awesome. Everyone, everyone can do this. And yet, it's still a completely applicable test yeah. for the fittest people in the world to like to get after it. Right. It's like, awesome. oh, I'm, I'm sorry we're not doing overhead walking lunges on boxes and you know whatever like crazy ass movements yeah. you want to make. It's like, hey, just because it's the CrossFit Games doesn't mean it has to be something we've never seen before right. ever. It's like you can also do this classic CrossFit and crush people. And yeah. that's what that's what <laughs> that's what happened. Um so Matt wins, Tia wins. It's a good start for day number two for both of them. And they they had quite the day number two between the two of them. Uh, for this one you had gymnastics with the toes to bar. I consider this a heavier wait no what did I say? A moderate loaded um odd object. I'd agree with that. I'd um, agree with it, that. it definitely wasn't light. Though, no. you know, they make it look light, you could tell you don't go to failure with lightweight. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which we saw at the end from a lot of those athletes just trying to hang with your two best. So a moderately loaded um, weightlifting movement, sub five minutes is the time domain. It's a couplet. And you have the core element for the gymnastics side. And I labeled the lunge under an odd object. However, you know, it's more of a lower body um, posterior chain movement. And we go from that to an event where you don't need any of that to be successful. Oh, wait. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> it's a snatch. Did I say that right? Damn. Oh, I did. did say it right. Snatch speed triple. Woo! <laughs> I thought I almost screwed it up again. The snatch speed triple. So three bars. Three rounds going from five to four to three until you got to the finals to find your one. Now, the weights, let me go through the weights here. Where are you? There you are. For the women, it was 145, 150, 155, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85. Men, 225, 35, 45, 45, 55, 65, 65, 75, 85. 285. 285 at the end of a snatch speed round robin. What was the final weight in 2015? 275? I think it was 275. Uh, now, that was five bars. Yeah. Yeah, it was 275. Um, yeah. That was five bars. So in a matter of five years, we've upped the final weight to 285. When that is, I mean, that, we're talking about snatches. Not cleans. Yeah. <laughs> Snatches. The most technical, exact lift you have to have. And you saw that. I mean, we saw how it worked out where there were athletes on the floor that are good at the snatch missing because yes. they're just a fraction of fraction of, uh, of an inch out of position. Um, but I, what I think is most interesting about this event, like I, I like the event. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. Um, I enjoyed it, again, more than I thought I would. I thought three bars was weird until I saw it. I go, oh. No, that yeah. worked. <laughs> well, because then it be, and then it comes down to the lift. It's not can you jump over the bouncing bar as you're trying yeah. to get to the next one real quick, which has been, has been how it's happened in the past. You, you see people tripping every single heat mm -hmm. every single year when we'd have those other ones. But the way that 
just on paper, I think it's great. The in, the interesting part for me was the way that Dave was able to come about with the numbers. So they oh, yeah. tested yeah. with the men, they tested with the women. Because if you look at the way the linear progression for the women, it goes up by five pounds all the way up. But the men, it repeats right. the weight every single time, the, the last weight to the start weight of the next heat. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he did so much testing to be able to get to those numbers and finding and I, and I was shocked. I didn't even know this. I was blown away to find out that when Dave and Boz were trying to figure out the weights, they said, what is everyone's one rep max snatch? That, that and they was did, so great to did, hear. I wish they, I, I honestly wish they would have said, we're going to find a percentage of where everyone is and then do it. But yeah. like, you know, we've talked about them before in the, in the, what was it? The master's collective. I think they did that. Yeah. Yeah. The master's fitness collective. They did that per, uh, for the age group, uh, which is one of the most amazing things that, that I've ever seen. So simplistically genius. I think it's, I think that was brilliant. Yeah. They basically did the same thing here and they wanted to push the field. Mm -hmm. They wanted to still be able to have a race and they wanted to make sure that the weights were appropriate to the group that they had. Now, yes. if they would have had 40 people, it probably would have been a different, uh, probably would have ended up being different numbers. Yeah, I totally but agree. they made it appropriate to this group. And I think that was super cool. That was really cool. One of those little yeah. details that you don't know. And I'm glad that we got to have that interview with Dave. And he, you know, again, peeled back the curtain. Yeah. Told us why they found the weights that they did, as well as all these other events that they had. and. I thought that was really cool. I like the three different than the five. I still love the five bar one. Like I, I, I'm not going to put one ahead of the other. I enjoyed this just as much. The difference here, I thought, is that only being three really put the pressure on. Oh man, totally the the lift because with five, if if you watch back in 2015, the finals, it was like snatch, walk slow snatch walk slow you could afford to go a little slower because there were five bars yeah but here only being three especially in the first couple of rounds it was almost manic <laughs> yeah but who could be manic well, throwing around 225 235 and 245 <laughs> it's just ridiculous <laughs> but I, I thought that that was cool you're right it definitely put the pressure on and you know the fact again they were there was a, a an element of a design that we only have five people that we're working with. So you're able to see, you're able to put the people on the floor yeah. and the, the way the athletes were looking and watching where everybody was. I thought that was more unique than we've seen in a, in a, a, a sprint ladder like this. Yeah. You usually don't have that chance. Like you're just kind of like, is anyone next to me as I'm running? Right. Like every heat this was one the is finals like, because you didn't have oh, I just four saw heats so before so you. Miss. Okay. Yeah. Now's my opportunity. Now I can come up and try to take the lift. And we know? saw that happen on the men's side a lot. Yeah, totally. It was huge. Which was, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun. I, li I liked it. So with that one. I thought, it was, I thought it was cool. Now I looked at this one a little differently than the total, even though it's still a, quote, seeing a modality weightlifting event. Um, again, I put it in the heavy category, obviously. <laughs> um, but instead of a heavy day, I'd label this a sub five minute endeavor because it was still a race. Yeah. So that was the the difference I put between um, the cross the total and this. And I, and I feel like that's an important thing to distinguish between the two because the total was just pure strength. Right. Let's see how heavy we can go. This one is let's see how fast we can go with heavy weight. There's a diff there's a big difference there, Huge especially difference. when you're talking about a traditional 
push-pull squat and the most technical lift in the world. Right. Under speed. So right. though they're both testing strength, they're testing them in two different ways. So th- I just feel like that needs to be put out there. It wasn't just like strength, strength, strength. Um, Matt wins. Tia wins. Tia was power snatching half these bars. Dude, it's ridiculous. She made that weight looks. I mean, she's an Olympian. Yeah, that's you know? true. So <laughs> that's she, true. She definitely was able to do that. That was cool. Um, so that was cool. And then we went to the bike repeater. So the third event of the day. Again, we're still in day number two. And this one was modeled off of an old regional workout, which was ten rounds for time, um, one legless rope climb, and a little sprint. The, the sprint was so short. Right. It was more like just move your thing over there. just move your chest piece it wasn't really a part of the race it was all it was all about the rope climbs in 20 was it 2014 2014 yeah 2014 remember it well however here instead of a little jaunt on the competition floor we had a 440 meter bike road bike on grass which we'll get to in a second but this one after we saw it unfold was all about the bike. It's all about the, the bike. The rope climbs were almost <laughs> break time. Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> a fifteen foot legless rope climb was uh, was rest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the one time that you got some reprieve on your legs. You mm-hmm. you you got to get out of the seat. You got to not have to jam down on those on those cranks and and really get pedaling heavy. And you know the the the, the fact that it was done on grass. The fact that it was, you know, set up in that manner, the fact that you had to turn the way you turned and every single person had to get on and off the bike to make that turn. So it was a fast turn. I thought, I mean, it was, it was a really interesting setup. I mean, I, you, you pretty much could have done this race without the rope climbs at all. Yeah, like that was yeah. just kind of in there to make it look like that other event. But I mean, this was a, this was a bike, a bike repeat. I mean, as the title says, it's a bike repeater. True. 100%. I saw the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the rope climbs were more of a factor on the women's side. Yeah, as always. Than, than it was the men. And, and that's just the, the nature of things. Um, as far as the bike in grass, I don't feel like people gave it enough credit of how hard that is. Because if you're, if you're biking on the road, 400 meter bike is nothing. No matter how fast you go. Yeah. Is is nothing, but biking in grass is a game changer. And if you've never done it before, you got a rude awakening after your first round, and then went out to your second round. And and Dave even talked about it. He said he did one round and then stopped. He didn't even do a rope climb, <laughs> <laughs> and his legs are so trash from that. Um, I I touched on this in our latest episode. Is the best way I could describe it is if you're trying to picture what the difference is, is that. Say you slightly press down the the handbrakes, so you know it wasn't stopping it; it was just rubbing. Yeah, both ends. That I f- I feel like is what it would feel like to be in grass. Yeah, there was no coast. Like you couldn't coast. If you coasted, you would end up stopping. Pretty right, quick. right. Yes. So like you're constantly. I mean, I guess it's kind of like if you're if you're rowing on. Instead of having a 10 dampener, you're rowing on like a 15. Okay. So, I mean, like it does, like you're spinning and you're moving, 
but it's a bitch on every single <laughs> every single you know stroke of the of that crank is is hard and 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 you know these guys are very these athletes are very powerful we already know that their capacity is amazing uh i thought it was interesting and again this is one of those things that guaranteed no one has trained that guaranteed no, no one has trained okay i need to make sure i do my riding on the grass today on the grass no, they yeah, may exactly. have gone on a bike yeah because we've done the bike a handful of times now it, you know different sort of elements of it we see them all um, ride bikes now yeah exactly all the time but who the hell would go on the grass <laughs> not in grass like, i have a nice bike i don't want to ride on the grass if i'm riding ride on the road man if i'm riding in the grass something went horribly wrong and i'm about yes. to get terribly injured <laughs> either that or i'm 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 playing with my nephew or yeah, I'm playing right. with one of the kids on the street and we're, you know, we're riding to the park or something like that. But you're right. I mean, it's just not, it's not an element that these athletes would have trained. And I think that that is whenever these athletes can be tested in an environment that they have not tested, that they have not been put into any other time mm -hmm. is the best test that they could get. Because now it's like, okay, now you have to use your fitness. Not again, right, not right. do you know your rep sets and your schemes and yeah. how do you pace in this? It's like, here's your fitness. Go do something great with it here and ready to go. Yes. And, I think and those are the, those are the most impressive tests to have. The, the stark difference to that would be the toes to bar event. It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I can, oh my I, gosh. I know how to do 30, 20, 10 toes to bar unbroken. That's not, that's not a worry for me and kettlebell no. walking lunges, whatever. Let's just go as fast as we can here right. is like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to feel after the first round. They, they got to practice this a few times and there was a hairpin turn. So you, you had to be comfortable on your bike, but at the same time, when, when you look at the times and they're ranging, say Matt was 1254. So almost 13 minutes and the women were about a minute and a half. Yeah. So Tia was 1437. So Matt and Tia win. When you look at the men's side, a rope climb was maybe taking five to six seconds. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. So you're saying a minute to be generous, a minute 15. That's all that was spent off of the bike. Yeah. And we're looking at a 12 to 13 minute time frame on the women's 14 and a half. They're nearly going full sprint on a bike for 12 minutes in grass. Yeah. That's how brutal this was. And it just, it didn't, you couldn't really see it. Right? You, you yeah. couldn't really get a feel for it by just watching it take place. You, you were, you were calling the action. I was standing by the rig watching it. Yeah, and you just see people riding and riding, and then when it's over, they're smoked. I'm like, yeah, that looked pretty hard. But now that I'm I'm dissecting it a little bit more, I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it, to, it basically is a monostructural event. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 all about the bike. It really even even for the women that you know having to do the rope climbs, the women that came out too hard on the bike, it didn't matter how good their rope climbs were. Right. Like if they were dusted, they were dusted because of the bike, not yeah. because of the rope. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's all, that's all it came down to. It could have been just that, but I like the fact that it, it basically made it an interval. So you had to, it was, you're oh, on, you're off, you're okay. on, yeah. you're off. It's yeah, not yeah. like, Hey, we're going to have a road race in the grass for 12 minutes. Yeah. Like a crit race, like a crit race. It was you're on all out. You stop. You get off. You turn the bike around. You're all out. You you know you're hauling ass. You get off. Boom. Yep. You up and down on the road. Boom. Get back on. Got to get it going again. You get up to speed. Now you got to slow down to make the turn again. It's almost and that's worse. Basically, what it was. Yeah. 
you get that yeah, little break think, so the blood can go cool. back into your legs. Yeah, that yeah, was. Uh, I like the way it's set up that way. I liked it when I was watching it. I liked it on paper, but now that we're removed from it, we're doing what we're doing right now. I, I like it even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we look at it. We had um, gymnastics with the legless rope climb, monostructural with the bike. This is an 11, 20 minute range. So that longer range, um, not terribly long, you know, the average 13, 14 minutes. Well, the average is more like 15, but uh, medium rep range, 50 to 200 reps. They had 10 legless rope climbs, but all the biking, again, it was categorically, I put that in, in medium. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Artist said pulling with the gymnastics and then the bike not being a classic. Well, not a classic. It is a classic bike. <laughs> it's weird when our classic bikes are more stationary. Um, <laughs> a classic bike <laughs> as opposed to um, an assault bike or anything like that. So. That was the third event for day number two, and then we go back to the ranch, and we have Happy Star. Happy Star. Happy Star. Happy Star being four rounds of a hill run of varying distance between two to 300 meters, and then a rep scheme of five, seven, nine, eleven of burpees over a beam, and then a thruster, and the thruster weight increases as the reps increase. I've actually never seen that before. Usually it's been, if the reps increase, either the weight stays the same, which we have seen, right. or the reps would be inverted. It would be like, it would be in 11, 9, 7, 5, and the weight would increase. Right. Rarely, if ever, have I seen both increase at the same time. I, I will say, I, I have programmed something that has that element in it, which made me really happy to see, cause you're right. It doesn't normally happen. And I'm, I mean, that's not to pat myself on the back or anything like that. I'm not trying to compare myself <laughs> to Dave, but it made me, whenever I see stuff like that, like I didn't go, Oh, that's weird. I was like, Oh yeah. Like that to me gets that, that excites me because yeah. I know what the first two rounds will look like everyone's going to come out like a bat out of hell because you <laughs> yeah. feel great. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I'm already halfway done. It's like, no, you're not, bitch. <laughs> you're maybe maybe a quarter or a third of the way done. Oh, yeah. Like, now let's play. 32 and, total reps and you did five? You're not even 20%. Oh, man. Like, I, I – this is – there were there I, I mean, I like a lot of events, but this is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. In here. I just yeah. love how classic it is. Um, I love, again, the fact that you can't, no one at home can repeat this one because you don't have the hills that they ran. You right. can do a version of it, right. but you don't have their hills. They had, even though they'd been on all those hills already, <laughs> they had no idea what hills they were going to have to do. And no. they had to touch three different, three different hills out of that. Right. There's not just one hill out there. There no, are many different, in fact, <laughs> one of these, like, I feel like they just threw a cone out there. They're like, just run over to that one. There's like, there's actually no trail. To, to get there, there's yeah. like running through crap to to get around him. I, I I really I loved like this. This this was super it. fun. Um, selfishly, I always like events that have a element of everything. And and when you look at weightlifting, monostructural gymnastic, I'm a I like chippers for just classic CrossFit. If I was gonna describe or showcase what CrossFit is to someone who's never seen it before, something like this. Minus the hill sprints being a nuanced thing, would be something I would give them. 
I was like, yeah, oh, you yeah. just you you do some you do some light running, and then you do these little body weight movements, and then you lift some weights, and you do a couple rounds for time, and that's that's the gist of what CrossFit really is. And that so I like these predominantly just as a bias for myself, but the way this was set up, the runs mattered. And the runs were brutal because those hills are so freaking steep. It doesn't matter how far they did or didn't go. And the worst part is, is more often than not, the downhill's worse than the uphill. <laughs> and that's saying something because those uphills sucked. <laughs> but, and, well, the, and those downhills, like, they're famous, man. The Josh Everett yeah. pinwheeling down. The downhills are know, borderline like, dangerous. Please stay up. <laughs> yeah. Please stay on your feet as you're coming down. And, and then you get to this, you know, burpee over a beam. It wasn't groundbreaking, but it was just a little different. Something yeah. most people have never done before. In fact, Dave, I think, thought of it what the <laughs> day before. It in there. Hey guys, what if we take hey, this we beam, beam on that and just put it down here? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, the rep schemes increasing as the weight increases. This isn't the first time it's ever happened in the world of CrossFit. You yourself say you've programmed before. Yeah. And it wasn't when you saw it, you're like, oh my God, what is what is this? I could have never thought of this. I was just kind of like, oh, that sucks. Oh, dude, totally. <laughs> That's a dick it's, move. <laughs> because it's a, it's a mind game, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a mind game. But, and yeah, I, you know, I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, this is a great one. I liked I it, it was a lot. great. So this is the closeout day number two. Um, Matt wins at a time of 8-18. Tia wins holding off, uh, this is Brooke Wells initially. But then Carrie Pierce towards the end, beat her by 30 seconds, 8.42. So this time frame, we hit that 5 to 10 minute range. We haven't done that a lot yet, but we did hit it here. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so you have three different. You have your gymnastics, which is the burpee over the beam. You have your weightlifting. Now, when I looked at it, I put moderate as the difficulty of the workout. And if you watched it, that was a moderate load. It oh, wasn't yeah. light. When you when you're and that was the cool part about seeing it without fanfare or music is listening Hearing it yeah listening to Matt Fraser work his ass off which when you see it you know when you hear you have us talking you have the crowd cheering and you have the noise going you don't hear these athletes working you just watch them and it's completely different when you can hear them Matt Fraser was working his ass off to get those last eleven there was nothing light about one sixty five. <laughs> <laughs> right, same thing for the women's side. There was nothing light about 115. So overall, I'll say is a moderate, uh, moderate weight, and then the monostructural with the hill run. Time frame, it was five to ten minutes. Now we had that. We haven't had that time frame yet, so it's good to see that come in. Medium rep range, 50 to 200, and a couplet. We had a couplet. Uh, this, let's see, where is it? No, a triplet. Sorry. A triplet. So we had a triplet to start the day or the weekend off with 2007. And now we have another triplet here, which Dave also went into. It's like, you know, we, 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 we're going to do two. No, let's throw an event. We haven't had a triplet since, you know, five events ago. So that was cool to see. Uh, the burpee being a pushing style gymnastic movement off the floor. Then you have the thruster and then the, the hill run. Shorter. Um, Similar to, say, the sandbag sprint and the trail run because it's out on the trails. It's, you know, trails are trails as, as you get out there. Still a little different because it is shorter. It's shorter than the sprint. 
It's unloaded. It's way shorter than <laughs> than the wow, the yeah. ranch run. So it's a different style, but it is in the same vein. I feel like you, know, you can't say it's completely different. It's the same vein as the hill sprint, as the trail run, because they are out on the same course, in the same terrain, just a different distance between the other two. No, but I think what uh, is difference between the different between the two is the corn sack was all out. Right. One time. Right. The hill sprint was, okay, let me just kick it into cruise mode, and we're going to kind of cruise this. This one is you have to be able to sprint, but you're sprinting four different times. Right. So they aren't all out sprints. You're moving. No, no. And no. so that intensity level is definitely different. So, yeah, it's it, it, it it's a run, and you're running right. the hills, and you're right. doing all that. I mean, the similarities are there, but you're right. It's not it's not the same yeah. run that you're doing on the other it's two like, by any means. Technically, by definition, you're doing a hill run. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's why I said same vein, right? You're doing a yeah, hill right. run. However, it is important to differentiate between the other three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that closes out day number two. So we've had five events day one, four events day two, and then we move into three events on day three, which was the point for Dave to make is as we we're crescendoing to Atlanta, which nobody knew what the final was going to be. And the again, the events are decreasing in number. They still don't know how many. Like the athletes don't didn't know. They knew some of the events. They didn't know when. They didn't know how many total there were going to be. So they were still in the dark about a lot of things. And yeah. we start off day number three, and we go to the pool for the first time since 2013 for swimming stuff. Now, this is a interval workout or interval event. It starts with 10 to 15 cows on the bike, followed by a 50-meter straight shot swim, which we haven't done before, 10 GC sit-ups, and then 10 slam balls at 40 and 60. It was a... What was it? Around every four minutes. Every four minutes. On the even number rounds, you did it in reverse. So you went ball slam, GHD, swim, bike. This on paper, I was like, I liked, I could tell, I knew, I understood the first part. Like bike, swim, yuck. But then I saw GHD, ball slam, and I was like, meh, why? And why is it only 10? <laughs> I didn't understand that. And then get past the ball slam. Yeah, I know. I just like oh, I haven't done this since my on ramp in two thousand and eight, <laughs> or when I did uh, our fitness boot camp program <laughs> for uh, the our men's wives. <laughs> right, right. And then I watched it happen, and I was like, "Oh, that was way harder than I thought it was going to be." Yeah, and. I mean, ball slams, ball slams, you can call it whatever. You can call it ground overhead with a, a men ball or, or, or what, whatnot. I was surprised to see the toll it took on the athletes just being 10 reps at 60 and 40 and just being 10 GHD sit-ups. That's a testament to the testing. And again, letting the athletes showcase the nastiness of what the event is versus reading it on paper. I think this is one of the other than the two 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 three. Yes, being the fact that it's the only time we've had uh, the only other time we've had an interval event like this. Yeah, it's one of the most unique programs that Dave has ever put into the games, and I think one of uh, I think honestly one of the most exciting programmed events. Not as far as what it looked like. I mean, it looked cool. Uh, 
you know, as you're as as a fan watching it. But I mean, exciting the fact that okay, now people are gonna go, oh, I can do that as an event. Right. This because interval interval training, interval events are done for training. They're used to build capacity where you work a particular yep. level, yep. Um, build that capacity, get enough rest so that you can hit it hard again. And that's where you're building that. That's where you're building that volume, that that foundational uh, capacity. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we've had that where it's an all out sprint. Even in the two 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 three, it wasn't an all out sprint. Right. It was, still had a. I'm just trying to get into to it. the yeah. seventy five. <laughs> right. This one right here is I have four separate races. Yeah. And it's a cumulative time, mm -hmm. so it takes out the gaming aspect, the the Pat Barbarisms, if you will, <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, like I'll go fast on this one, slow on this yeah. one, fast on this one. Uh, and it pushed it. What was so unique was it pushed all those athletes to a limit that I don't think many of them have done. Everyone are used no. to going all out, one hundred percent, and done. Right. Everyone's used to going for a long distance. Everyone's used to the different time, uh, the different time frames. But a, I mean, they always say that for the shorter the event, the longer you have to warm up for it <laughs> because you need to prep your body. Yeah. You have four all-out sprints. Yes. In a situation where you need to monitor your breathing because of the swimming, you're probably not breathing overly because of the the way the salt bike is. I mean, I went you like that. No, these guys are on the bike for <laughs> no. what 20 seconds. I mean, yeah. they're, they're barely on that thing, but they're ramping up their heart rate and then having to do that and then recover in that, in that basically one-to-one -one work rest ratio. Mm -hmm. And that is such a unique way to put it all out into an event. I have, I've, we've never had one like that. No. And I thought it was the most interesting, the most fun to watch and the most, um, uh, the way it affected the athletes was way more than I think I was expecting and way more than they were expecting. Oh, I mean, you hear Matt yes. say this was one of the hardest events he's ever done. Yes. And you hear Noah say, I didn't think I was going to finish the third <laughs> round. That was okay. That's five minutes yes. into an event. Right. When would these guys ever shut down in five minutes? Never. No, that's unreal. The part that I think drove that intensity was also them not knowing what their times were. Oh, yeah, totally. Because then totally. they wasn't like, okay, I have a five-second lead on this guy, so maybe I can pull back on the GHDs a little bit and, and push the swim. It's like, I have no idea where I am on the leaderboard, what my time is. So they just had to go. Yeah, and I don't even know. Could you even, if you were ramping it, running at that intensity, you're breathing that hard, be able to go, oh, I seem to be 7.25 <laughs> seconds behind. You know, I don't know uh, if that's going to happen. These I guys are probably the, like, oh, my God, my lungs are on the outside of my chest right now, and my heart yes. stopped beating. Well, that is why the 10 and 10 was so deceiving. Yeah, totally. Because if it was I mean, 15 and 15, you, I think you could have tinkered a little bit. But yeah, since it was 10 at that and 10, point, it wouldn't have been all out. Right. You ha now, now, now you have no choice. Put a kettlebell in there so we're not doing stupid ass ball slams. But <laughs> that being the case, you're yeah. right. I think that the 10, it, it, it made it so you didn't have a choice but to go all out, balls to the wall, yeah. full speed, send it. Now, we'll say in, in 
reference to the ball slams. Dave did tell us why, but we are not going to tell. <laughs> no, we are not going to do yeah, that. We asked him, he's one. like, hey, why? And he goes like, I'll tell you why. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm not going to, this is it's one of those behind the scenes kiss and tell moments is something I do not do. I, but I, I will say this about the ball slams, though. It, I think that, you know, there, there, I have heard people talk about like, well, you know, the technical piece and the slipperiness of the ball and the this and the that, that cause, whatever. I, Meh. there's an element of that, yes, but I think that that is not as important of why those things were happening. They were happening because these people, these athletes, we're full send. Yes. And when you're full send on anything, you lose your accuracy and your right. coordination and your right. whatever. So, I, you know, the wheels if, were if coming they off. weren't working at that level, I don't think you would have seen little balls slip ups and yeah. the water and the this and the that. I don't think that would have been an issue. Well, you know, it's like, oh, why, why not make it D-ball cleans? Because it changes the intensity of the, the event. The D-ball cleans almost become something you can strategize. Yeah. But with that ground overhead with a 60-pound, 40-pound med ball, again, led to having no choice, just like the toes-to-bar event, but to go. Just what go as go hard faster. as you can. I don't, want to, I don't want it to slip, so I'm just going to hold on to it. <laughs> right, we saw. <laughs> and I'm going to hold on to it and not let it go. So yeah. now I have no reason other than to go super fast for these 10 reps so I can get it out of my hands and not... Oh bobble it around and let's not get past the fact that you're sprinting an assault bike with no shoes on how many times have, how many people have done that one i've Wet. done that when i was just i think post event and it's hot as hell in the gym and i just took all my shoes <laughs> off and i was trying to recover and at the same time it was like me walking on like gravel i'm like oh my feet i just can't <laughs> let alone fully sending the bike four times with bare feet um okay so how we looked at this one was technically four little sprint chippers combined into one total time. So there's four separate movements in a line, never repeating until, I mean, never repeating within Next a round. work set. Right. We had gymnastics with the GHD. We had light weightlifting with the ball slam. And then we had two monostructural movements with the assault bike and the swim. This was in that five to 10 minute range because it was total cumulative time now every effort was sub two however the event itself landed it in that time frame of five to ten minutes yep uh let's see medium rep range 50 to 200 this was a chipper style again it was four non-repeating movements you had the core with the ghc now remember they just did 60 toes of bar as fast as they could the day before um, you had the ball slam, again, an odd object. You had the bike, which was different than, completely different than the bike they just did the day before. And then you have a swim with, it was 50 straight meters, which they've never done. And you made a good point about this, is this is the first time you really had a swim that was, uh, that yeah, had, had to had be to throttled. Right? Yeah, you had to race it. In you 2013, just, it was... I kind of get through it. Yeah, in 2013... Everyone sucked at it so much that was more just survival. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like okay, I just got to get down there and just get to the bar. You know, it was. But this one, and I really like the point that you made is this is the first time the swim, even on any swim event we've ever done, the swim is either a buy-in or a means to an end. Yeah. This mattered, and it was no more apparent to how much it mattered 
when you saw Tia Toomey hit the water. Oh, man, totally. Gosh, because the men were all about the, the same. Then. Tia crushed everybody because of the swim. Yep. It was unbelievable. And that's the power of having swimming as a skill. And not, yeah. not just like I'm, I can do it. It's like I'm good at it. Well, and it, it, the thing is you cannot be a CrossFit, an, an elite level, a top-end CrossFit athlete without having that skill. Not anymore. Like, and it doesn't mean that like, oh, yeah, I do a swim workout every once in a while. Yeah. Like if you don't have that, you will always be one event out. And the thing is, is that always. it's so technical. It's such a technical movement swimming itself it's so you know for athletes that are want to be good and want to be great at the games and if you are listening thank you but as much effort as you would put in learning the technical pieces of say like a snatch or a ring muscle up you need that technical piece for swimming you can't just swim and swim and swim and swim and think you're going to get better yes you could not suck as much but there's technical pieces of that that will change your life forever if you just take the opportunity to, to get some coaching and some lessons and, and develop the skill that is swimming. Skill, uh, swimming to me is is almost like a high skilled monostructural movement. Yeah, and, and yeah, and it takes work. You can't just do more of it and think you're going to get better. It's just like if you suck at the snatch and all you do is you just sit there and rip the barbell off yeah. the ground you know, a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not going to make yeah, you better exactly. at the snatch. Exactly. It's going to get you really good at like those two little back muscles because you're lifting it all <laughs> bad and wrong. Your shoulders will be all jacked up. But yeah. If you want to get good at it, you got to learn the pieces just like everything else. Mm-hmm. All right. So we move from the pool and we go back to the soccer field and we have the sprint sled sprint. Now we did just do four sprints back to back to back. So this one, I would say there's a little redundancy from event to event, even though the duration wasn't as long, right? The total intensity piece of the previous event was eight to 10 minutes. This one is a minute to a minute and a half max, but it's still an all out full sending endeavor. And what it was is a hundred yard sprint, a hundred yard sled push, and then a hundred yard sprint. Um, I, I don't know what else to really expand on this one other than it was a weird event to throw in there what we've had already I thought and I think it was it was put in there because of what had happened the previous year with the controversy of the sleds and the sprint and it was almost one of those where I see the the test of fitness for the last 10 events and this one was one of those where I feel like Dave just kind of put this in there for Dave (laughs) Uh, maybe, that, he, but he, you know, he and I don't mean that, that as a negative. I just, no, he this one, this was a more out of place event than any of the other ones that we've had so far. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you on that. I think that I'm not saying it didn't belong. If, no, no, no. If you look at, if you look at the day, we have three events on this last day. Yes. What we have at the end of the day is just amazing. So, <laughs> right. You kind of can't have, like it wouldn't necessarily fit to have a fifteen minute, a yeah. ten minute. It's like let's just do an all out whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, again, it's not a super sexy event or anything like that. It's a fun race to watch. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun. Um, the uh, the bamboo legs on that last sprint. <laughs> um, it was one that the athletes made the event look good. 
um, you know, mm -hmm. that, that last race with uh, Samuel Quant and, and Matt Fraser. Um, that got me out of my seat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was, that was an exciting race, yeah. you know, um, the, the fact that it leveled some other athletes that I was expecting to see way more from. Yeah. Uh, mostly on the women's side, all of a sudden you're watching the field and you're like, wait, did someone drop out? Nope. They're yeah. Just it was, in the well, it's like, Carrie Pierce. Happened? I was like, uh, if, what you're, happened? if you're 10 seconds behind the field in a race, that takes 60. <laughs> yeah. You're like, are you okay? <laughs> So, I mean, you know, again, it, it's, it may not have been, um, the most ultra creative program to put in or event yeah. to put in, but it definitely, it definitely had its effect on the field. I mean, without a doubt. So. Yeah. Like I said, I don't hate it. I see why it's there. I was like, okay, we just went super intense for eight to 10 minutes. Let's do something between 60 and 90 because we're about to do something that takes nearly an hour. Yeah. Especially when you're looking at the volume that's coming. I just, I don't know. It wasn't my favorite event. And all I'm right. not going to like all of them. And I'm going to be honest with things I do and don't like. And it just wasn't my, my favorite event. I will say this. The I like this better than the handstand walk myself. The handstand walk uh, for yes. me is not like a eh. Okay, and so we'll we'll, we'll circle back around to this. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, Matt wins, Tia wins, and we move into Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> this is another one that, on paper, I was like, "What the f is this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> and I feel I feel like that was kind of the consensus across the board because when you first read it, you're like, "Mile run, 100 handstand push-ups, 200 pistols." 300 pull-ups in a mile run. Oh, by the way, in a weight vest. I'm like, what on earth are we doing? And honestly, until Dave described how we got it to the athletes, yeah, I didn't like it. And I was like, this is too much. I, I described it as a, <laughs> an any asshole workout. Like, any asshole can program this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but then when Dave's well, like, yeah, because it's like, what's the intent? Like, are right. you programming just something to be like, are you just hard? trying to make it hard for hard sake and forget yeah. the test? But when Dave's like, we've done Murph twice at the games. I'm like, yes, we have. And we got better the second time. And we did Mary last year. And I was like, man, I totally forgot. I didn't forget about Mary, but I forgot about the volume of Mary. Yeah. When all these people were like 20 plus rounds, which is the volume of reps at which he had. And now he added the weight vests in and he mixed them all together and put it together. I was like, you know what? I give. Let's see how this goes. And after he described it and after I watched it go down, no problem. Brutal yeah. event. Not unnecessary. Not dangerous. It was just hard. Just hard, nasty, tough work for the five fittest people in the world. Yeah. For I the five fittest people in the world. Completely appropriate event for those athletes. What I thought was interesting was as gargantuan of an event as it looks, and for some athletes made it look yes. like a gargantuan event. And it is. There were some, i.e. Tia and Matt, um, <laughs> 
that made it look easy. Just like a workout. Like easy. Like Matt, this is what I think. This is what I think if you're talking about, you know, uh, Matt having the most amazing, one of his most amazing finishes. I say it's this one. Yes. And the reason I say this is because he wasn't necessarily, he wasn't necessarily racing. He and Tia had their plan. He wasn't racing They were going to go through the entire thing. But the way he was able to do that and make this <laughs> massive volume event look so easy. Yes. And still smash other athletes. That were still trying. Yes. Like they had something to fight for. Yeah. Like no Olsen he, is fighting for a podium position and was yeah. in contention to do it coming off going into the last run. Yeah. And Matt jogged him down. I'm not going to say ran him down. Just jogged his ass down. You know, what's really weird is I look at this number and the the numbers on here and the one, and obviously it's going to hit everyone different. I think everyone looks at the pull-ups. The, what, the piece that sticks out to me are the pistols. I look at that like with my old man knees and I'm Dude. like 200 pistols, weighted pistols. pistols on each leg with a weight vest. <laughs> my knees look back at me like, hey, bro, Mm-mm. we're not going to play that game. Just so you know. I think Samuel Quant's knees told him that <laughs> upon watching his pistols. <laughs> I it, And you're right. This I put this. I said Matt's trail run is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen him do, and so is this one. Two of the yeah. most, and these are these are his top two, and interchange him any which way you want to. Like his yeah. his sprint from 2016 was cool to see him come back and do that. And but this, the, those two events, Atlanta and the trail run, are the two of the most impressive things I've ever seen him do. One from a, just a pure, like I am all that is man trail run. First to first. And then here is like, I'm also so much of a man, I don't even have to F and try, and I'm going to beat everybody. <laughs> it was yeah, the, unreal. The, the level of confidence. Yes. So good on you, man. It is off the charts, without a doubt. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely incredible. And it was only matched by Carrie Pierce's performance. I, you know, as, as dominating as Matt was on the field on that event, I, I personally, I think... Carrie's performance was the most amazing performance I've seen in any. I'm with you. And by I, any athlete I'm, ever. I know we've, we've seen. both said this, but I feel like we can't say it enough. Is yeah. 100% same. That is the single most impressive performance I've ever seen. And in, in, in without making this sound negative, uh, I don't know if I would ever pick Carrie to have an event finish like that. Not the fact that she won, but well, the, we didn't the, pick her. the depth, the depth that she dug yes. into her soul to get that performance from. I didn't think she had the ability to do anything like that. No. I've never even seen come remotely close to that. Well, what that did we just say? Nuts. She just completely shit the bed on the sprint event right before yeah. that. And yeah. Carrie needed to. We we talked about this leading up. Uh, me, you and me and Sean, specifically, is we went. Carrie has to win this to podium. Carrie, based off her old Murph times and her Mary, Should. is on paper the favorite. However, everything I'm seeing from Carrie up into this point, which was let's see, she got dead last on the sprint sled sprint. 
and she got dead last on the swimming stuff. She just took two fifth place finishes. Yeah. And I was like, with an event that is gargantuan as this, and that is going to be hell on earth out there by yourself with no music in the sun at the end of three days of competition, knowing what's coming. I don't see Carrie wanting to do what has to be done to win this event. Yeah. And I was so wrong. Yeah, it was it was insane. It was I mean it, and and I'm glad for her. I mean I'm glad how it turned out for her. I'm glad for her that she's out of this. She's getting her due. Oh you know yeah. I mean? She made the yeah. podium. That's yeah. awesome. But just the fact that she's being recognized is like hey, wow, you know what? You're a badass. You're not just good at pull-ups. Like, (laughs) you're a badass. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. what's Kara's gymnastics? Well, because she's a gymnast, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Now it's like, oh. No, you're legit, girlfriend. You got the eye of the tiger. Like, (laughs) it takes takes some big-ass balls and a lot of guts to do what you just did, and you did it. Like impeccably, yeah. it was it was beautiful. I wonder. I'm I'm really excited to see what that does for her moving forward. Yeah, it's like you just found something inside yourself. Yeah, you, maybe we didn't even know that you like you probably didn't even know. She hates running. I, think, I honestly, I didn't think it was there. She Not hates to that running. Extent. Not to that extent. But I I liken it to when Tia finally you could see things click for her. She had two years of second, got lucky in 2015 and got second. Mentally caved and still got second in 2016. And then in 2017, there was, I want to say it was the bar muscle up clean ladder event. Where that was the first time we... first yell? Was that the first yell? I don't know if that was... uh, What one is the first yell? But you saw her attacking an event and like making it a spectacle for herself is like running between the rig and the barbell and like power cleaning until she couldn't power clean anymore and just like totally swaggered out and crushed everybody. And I don't, I can't remember if that was the first yell or not, but even Dave said this, you can see it in the documentary. He's like, Tia just won the games. Now she almost lost the games (laughs) 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 to Cara Webb or Cara Saunders, (laughs) but you could tell like something changed. And since that moment, Tia has been an absolute monster. Yeah. And maybe that will be Carrie's moment going forward. I'd be curious to see how that uh, unfolds for her. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, levels of that grit are like doorways. And when you're able to open up that doorway, you're able to step into the next room. But you can't dig deep into those places yeah. until you go to those places. Oh, exactly. So, exactly. Uh, the fact that she opened up, that's a massive doorway for her. And so you're right. It, it's going to be interesting to see like, okay, now I know what I can do. Mm-hmm. Now let's, now let's play. Yeah, uh, I agree. See where and I, th- I think when the, the, the difference to that, and I, you know, I'm not trying to shit on no or anything, but like those doors open to everybody. I've seen that yep. door open. I've stepped through it. I've also shut it. <laughs> no, thank you. Right? And Carrie walked through that because, look, you, that opens up a whole new world of confidence. It's like th- the biggest drawback for a lot of athletes is the fear 
of the unknown. It's like, can I sustain this? Do I want to put myself in a position where I could potentially just completely implode? And I think Carrie took that, ran with it, and was successful. I think watching it, and even, you know, regardless of what, you know, Noah says in his post, is like, I feel like that door opened for Noah and he didn't take it. Yeah. And I, I believe he has the, and this is the positive I'm trying to say, is I believe he has the full capacity to take that. And he didn't. Even if he says he did everything he could, I was like, you didn't step through the door. The door opened. You you got yourself, like even getting to the door takes balls, <laughs> right? And guts. <laughs> and then that next level when the door opens, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like this bright white of unknown, and you're just going to step through and see what happens. And I, and I feel like for Noah's sake, it was the, almost the opposite. And he well, had the it, opportunity, and he, he didn't take it. It's not it's not comfortable to open up that door. That door sucks. Like, I mean, congratulations, you opened up the door. Right. But it doesn't right. mean that you're going to get in there and be like, oh, it's so nice now. No, it just means that now you're pushing to a new <laughs> level of pain and discomfort. It's so much worse. Knowing <laughs> that you're able to handle that. Yes. So that later you have, oh, okay, I can handle all this stuff behind me now. So it's it's not a... Uh, it's not an easy place to go to. No. At all. So it's that not was even an easy place like to get to. The way that Carrie to. did it. Yes. And it was from three, two, one, go. Man. Like she opened up the tank and that was it. Yeah. She never throttled down. Honestly, when she started all. running and I was watching her, I go, no shot. <laughs> That's what I said too. I'm and like, then well, Katja came off the I bar. Mean, we I was know like, you well, have to have it. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to hold on to that. You're yeah. not a runner. What are you no. doing? It was, what are you doing trying to win the run right now? <laughs> uh, but I really like what you you phrase is like you're you're no longer always like, oh, Carrie won that because she's good at pull-ups or she's a gymnast or all this other stuff. It's like, no, you you won that because you're a total badass. Yeah. That gritty AF, man. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, okay. So for this one, we had um three gymnastic movements. Um one monostructural being the run on the book end. And then I added, since it was weighted, a light weightlifting element to the entire race. Because I feel like to neglect, I mean, it'd be like neglecting the weight vest in Murph. I was like, oh, yeah? Then do it with, with right. it or without it and tell me which one you'd rather do. Okay, so there is a light weightlifting element involved there. So as we um, wrap things up here. We look at the total number of gymnastics movements, weightlifting movements, and monostructural. We had nine gymnastics, 11 weightlifting, and nine monostructural. Now, there was more weightlifting, but again, two of those weightlifting elements, I gave like a bonus weightlifting to. So really, it was like nine, nine, and nine. Dead even across cool. the board. Really cool. Pretty cool. cool. Um, in terms of time domain, we had one select heavy day. We had five sub five minute endeavors, two five to 10, two 11 to 20, and two 20 plus. Now, with those five sub fives, three of those were single modality test handstand walk, corn sack, uh, sled sprint, cor uh, or corn sack ruck, um, even the snatch speed ladder. So, though they were higher on the sub five side, which is where I got a little of the ho-hum with the sprint towards the end. Yeah, There were a little bit more of those, but again, some of those were different tests than just a sprint, sprint, sprint. Right. Um, 
total repetition ranges, you had five on the low end, five on the medium end, and two on the long end. Um, Scheme-wise, again, five single modality tests. Uh, corn sack, hill run, handstand walk, um, total snatch. Right? Five different tests, but they are still categorized as single modality. Three couplets, two triplets, and two chippers. So again, on the back end, there's some de de decent evenness across the board. And on the gymnastics, again, we said nine. I had three that were push, three that were pull, one that was squat, two that were core. It's pretty dang good. Pretty dang good. Now, on the monostructural side, we said we had ten. Five of those would you would categorize as running. Right? So... It just says running on the sheet. It doesn't say sprint. It doesn't say long distance. It just says running. So let's let's make some subset categories there. <laughs> hill sprint, 400 meters, all out, uphill with weight. Much different than a six-mile all-terrain trail run. Much different than a two to 300 trail jog within multiple rounds of an event. Much different than a sprint, dead sprint on a football field with a sled push. Much different than a flat road, weight vested mile run. So being five runs, they were all still different categories of the run itself and hit in five different ways. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were definitely they were definitely unique, and I mean that, that that's what Dave's good at. I mean, you you think initially, oh, it's all this, right. oh, it's just a bunch of that. The running games. Yeah, it's the running games. <laughs> the running um, games. But it is very different, and you know he was able to did such a great job of molding the event, molding the test. Knowing that it was going to start in Madison, that was the original. Right, right. As he's starting to do that, and then, and then modify that and build that into. All right, now we're going to use this gigantic hill in Aromas, and make that you know weave that into whatever it is that we're having. Yeah. And you're, I mean, it does it does seem like a lot of running, but it's so different. Like it is, it's so different running hills, trail runs, sprinting up hills intervals into random different hills yeah. rather than just getting on a track and running laps yeah right so yeah. i mean I, I i i thought it was man it was such a good year god it was, it was so good, good to be back holy shit yeah and let's just put things into perspective a little bit the thing that we got out of what we were dealt dude <laughs> well i mean yeah and it, i honestly you know if they if it wouldn't have happened it wouldn't have been a black eye on anybody Right. It did happen, and now now that it was being put on, it's kind of like, well, expectations will be pretty low because yeah. you, you never know what it's going to be. Mine were low. And you I get was excited there. to have the CrossFit Games in live competition. Totally. But I was and like, oh, this there. isn't Madison 2018. <laughs> I'm like, no shit. <laughs> um, you get there, and it's like the, the phrase of saying, wow, like it's – it's actually the games right like it's real yes it's like yes well, there's only five there's no fans and no music but blah it's, blah blah yeah. blah blah sorry but we didn't get the what games we, yeah. the test the events the setup it, it was 
It really was a great year. I mean, it was a gnarly test. Yes, top God, to bottom. Dang. Yeah, absolutely. There's there was there's nowhere I can see where I was like, man, I really wish we did <clears throat> more of this. I I could have the the qualms about less of some of the sprint stuff, but again, they were a lot different. Like, yeah, there were a lot different sprint tests, even though they were all pretty quick. Um, I, I don't have too much to dissect from here. Uh. Uh-uh. In terms of positive, negative, there are some things that could there could there be changes and tweaks. Of course, especially after you see it unfold at the CrossFit Games. It's, that's but that's just a bunch of armchair, which is what we're doing. Right, we're giving some objective perspective as well as some subjective perspective as well. Like the sprint on the last day with the the sled. I like. I don't know what I would have put there. It's just it just wasn't my favorite event. But one of the twelve, that's not my favorite. I didn't say it was a bad event. It just wasn't my favorite right. one. I was right. I didn't care for that one. I I, I and, but I'm not like, well, you should have done this. I don't have that answer. So what what, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. I'm just have I mean, I'm just I, honest I'm, with my and opinion. I'm similar, like I said, with the handstand put the handstand walk. Right. Was it a bad event? It's not a bad event. Would I put it there? Not really. Doesn't mean it was a bad choice to have it. Yeah. Um, it still played into whatever we have, what we needed to play out. And just when you read off all the numbers, the numbers still added up the way they needed to add up. <laughs> right. So, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, I can be subjective and say, well, I don't like X, Y, and Z. But when you get down to the data of it, like the, the, the nuts and bolts of the, of the setup, you yeah. really can't argue with it. Like no. it's, it did what it's supposed to do. Right. Uh, the the tests were appropriately placed, whatever they needed to have. Checked all the boxes, crossed the I or crossed the T's and dotted the I's. Like I can't say they didn't test this and they should have done this. I, I've been able to do that in the past. There's yeah. a couple events here and there. And again, not all the events are perfect. It's not a perfect no. CrossFit Games. It's just the test that is this year. Yeah. And there's nothing I can say in here is like that was dumb. That didn't belong. It's like I didn't like that one. I like this one more. Uh, you know, it's like it's your handstand walk, um, me with the sprint sled sprint. Um, what else? Like the corn sack sprint was whatever. I mean, yeah, it was fine. Oh, and I would have liked to see the other total. But did yeah. it change the outcome? Did it affect the end result of the purpose of the test? No. Yeah. So those are my two cents. Or. 20. <laughs> I think I tossed a couple of cents in there too. So. Oh man. <laughs> it's a little pile of cents. But Hey, at, at the end of the day, you have two of the, I, I don't, I'm running out of things to say about Matt and Tia. You know, uh, Dave, David put this, he's like, I'm programming to find the fittest person alive that will win every event. I, it's hard pressed for me to say that that's not these two people. Like, you can't put a name to the the mythical CrossFit test of the fittest on earth when Dave programs, and and he shouldn't, right? That would bring in too much, I would say, subjectivity because then you start thinking about the person instead of the test. And I like that he disassociates between the two, but after watching what happened this weekend, how can you not just say that's who it is? That's who he's... (laughs) That's who it is. I mean, Matt almost won every single event. He got second twice. Yeah. Second. 
Well, I mean, that's. And T is the same way. She only got, she got a fifth and a third because of a, she was human, barely on the trail run. And she faced the best handstand walkers in the world. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the thing in in every sport, you're going to have those athletes that are, uh, they're touched, you know, boom, they're touched and they are, they are our greatest of all time. And they're at the peak of their game right now. And I hope they I'm keep glad going, that man. Dave doesn't try to out-test them. He tries to test because that's that's what we're that's that will hold the test of time. I agree. Not I'm trying to test Matt and Tia. No. As I'm trying to test to see who the fittest are. And if Matt and Tia end up on top, great. Yes. Um I, I love that he does that. I think uh it legitimizes the test even more when you take the subjects out of it because they shouldn't yep. be a part of that. No, not at even all. if they are not those, even if they are that, right? If they are the best, they're the like, best. I'm they're trying to, man. I'm trying to test the ultimate crossfitter. Well, I'm hard pressed to say that that isn't them, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> clearly the numbers say that they are. Right. But I, I'm glad that he's not putting those in there. Now, is he going to have some influence? Of course, he's a human being. Yeah. Does he want to test Matt and Tia every once in a while? I hope so. Well, Why not? I think I think what the test comes is not trying to test them. Yes. But there are opportunities yeah. for other athletes to push them. You know, like the Sam right. Quan. Yeah. I mean, like he had some great races with Matt and was right up against him and pushed him to his limit. Just Madero, same thing. They so, all had their event, but were they still. T- were they tested? <laughs> they were tested. Yeah. They were. Did Matt win? Yeah, he did. He's that good right now. That's what Jeez. that's good. It's good I'm, to have that. It's yeah. Right. I love it. I know some people don't, but again, that's that's just opinion. I mean, yeah, that's called sports. That's called preference. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I loved it. I loved the games. I'm glad they went on. Some people thought it was boring. Some people thought it was too much, but Hey, you're all right in your own mind. Just don't tell me I'm wrong. Again, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't say you are either. What a year, man. I, oh, and, man. and the wrap that all uh, cap that off is I'm just glad we got to be there, man. Oh, dude. That was huge. And yeah. that was my decade. That was my 10th year. 10 years, buddy. 10 years of broadcasting the games, calling the games. So awesome. So good times. I was happy to be there, too. And Good times. Um, I mean, that was, uh, you know, take all that away. That's that's historic. That was a historic year. Yes. For a lot of reasons. And I just, I was glad that we were able to be part of that. Same. Same. Well done, Dave. Two thumbs up. You did it again. Thumbs Got up. Em. Got Both em. of them. <laughs> Both of them. Found the fittest to ever step onto the competition floor at the CrossFit Games. Matt Fraser, Tia Toomey, unbelievable performance all weekend. Fun games. I'm looking forward to 2021, but not as much as I'm looking forward to our finally made it. (laughs) We finally made it. We're through all the CrossFit Games on the individual side, so it's time for our round-robin knockout series of our favorite CrossFit Games event of all time. So we got to... Get some people together for that. We'll probably, we'll definitely do that episode live. Oh, for sure. So yeah, we're going to start compiling. We're going to figure out our top 40 and then we're going to go from there. But until then, thank you guys for listening, Bill. My friend, stay safe out there, everybody. Stay safe. Pleasure, buddy. Have a good weekend. You too.